As operators in business, we are always trying to find efficiencies. And luckily, HubSpot has brought even more efficiencies to the business and to teams just like the ones that we're running. This efficiency that I'm talking about is called the Campaign Assistant. It is an AI chatbot. It is totally free to use, and it's gonna be perfect for you and for the marketing team that you are leading or collaborating with. You know, we spend hours a day on content creation for these businesses, and this tool is going to save the day. It's gonna transform the way that you build campaigns at scale. You're gonna be able to craft personalized emails, ads, landing pages in just a matter of minutes. You get to pick the content type, add your selling points, and AI will take it from there. It sounds like a dream, and it's gonna save us tons of money and time, and we're gonna be able to do this at a much greater scale. So if you're in the market for all of this goodness, then make your way to hubspot.com slash campaign dash assistant. This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. You're joining us at episode number 231, where we are continuing the conversations around the state of the union for service providers. And so if you didn't join us or you didn't listen to last week's episode number 230, we definitely want you to do that because we spent some time, we being me and six amazing other leaders in the service provider space, have given our perspective on what worked and what was challenging in 2023. But today's episode is all about looking forward to 2024. Today, we are going to share our thoughts on what is on the horizon for 2024, and we all value looking in reverse to learn and to spot trends, but we use that information to create strategies and plans for moving forward. All of us have done this in our business. We've helped our clients do this in their businesses as well, and we're also on the lookout for helping you, a service provider who intends on doing more, being better, being more efficient as you move forward as well. So business continues to evolve and you're going to do that. And so are we. So this is our State of the Union and we're all really glad that you are here to join us. I wanna invite you to follow each of us on social and continue to gain insights from each of us that we all share really, really freely. So go ahead and take a peek in our show notes and make sure that you follow each of us. In fact, that is why and how I curated this particular group of women because we are all very, very giving and we're invested in making sure that you as a service provider have the support and the strategies that you need to move forward. As we dive into today's episode, my goal is to help you see what's possible for yourself as a service provider 
in the year of 2024, and maybe you'll collect a new strategy or see an opportunity that you have been sitting on. Whatever it is, this powerhouse panel of leaders is ready to drop some serious gems for you today. So let's get started with our introductions, and then we'll hop into the heart of the episode. I'll kick off our intros today. So hello, hello. I am Natalie Gingrich. I am the CEO and the founder of The Ops Authority. I'm also the author and creator of the Director of Operations Certification Program. We are an educational company who partners with high-achieving, high-level operators who are looking to fill in the gaps, who are looking to advance their careers in the operational space. And we do that through our certification program. You can find me here on this podcast every single week, and you can also join us at theopsinsiders.com, which is our free Facebook group, and it's a thriving community for operators just like you. I've asked everyone to share the highlight of their year at the end of their introduction, so I wanted to add mine as well. And the highlight of my year is really my team. It is the thing that has kept me going, has kept me inspired. And their innovation, I think our collaboration and the culture that is finally coming out, you know, it takes a little bit to build a culture inside of a company. And now we have, most of our employees have been here for two plus years. And I'm really starting to see the impacts of, you know, them just feeling at home. We're all connected deeply on this mission and everyone is serving at such a high level that it's really come full circle. And I believe that we're doing our best work ever because of the amazing talent that we have and how connected we are to what and who we are serving. So that is my highlight for the year. Hey, I'm so happy to be back this year. I wasn't able to join you guys last year, but Natalie, thank you for pulling this together. I think it's such a great resource for everybody. My name is Lauren Golden. I am an author, speaker, entrepreneur, and founder of the Free Mama Movement, where I help ambitious women fill their hearts and their bank accounts by learning how to start, grow, and scale an online business that will fund their dream life. You can connect with me personally on Facebook. My favorite place to hang out is in the Free Mama Facebook group. And the highlight of my year this year has been taking my virtual business into real life. We've had four events. We had Free Mama Live and three Finder Free Retreats. They are just very fulfilling, profitable. They get my students massive results and they are just super fun. Hey, I'm Emily Reagan. I'm so excited to be back here. I have a business teaching women, a lot of go-getters, military spouses, stay-at-home moms, and professional women to become marketing assistants. It's the work I have done freelancing for over 14 years. I took the skills that I had as a military spouse, had a hard time finding work every time we PCS, and was able to build a career for myself in the online space that PCS is with me. And I have a school where I teach the actual marketing services. And you can find me at Unicorns Unite. It's my podcast where I talk to other freelancers, a lot of marketing professionals, so we can all get better with our marketing services. And that's, again, Unicorns Unite. My highlight of the year was getting my business to reward me. And I think there's a reason I'm not working down the street at Capital One right now, even though that six-figure salary is sometimes tempting. But I need freedom, flexibility, the things Lauren's talking about. And I had my business pay for a retreat to Cancun. I went swimming with the whale sharks, worked on an ad strategy and some marketing stuff, but I had my business pay for it. And I really think that's why we're all here to be able to have that freedom giving life where we get to choose how we spend our time, who we work with, what we do and all of that. So thanks for having me. Hey there, my name is Tasha Booth. I think of myself as the definition of a multi-passionate entrepreneur because I do lots of things. First and foremost, I own the Launch Guild, which is a launch management agency. 
working with established coaches and course creators. I'm also a coach to agency owners, and I have two certifications for launch specialists, one for launch managers and one for launch tech specialists. I'm also the podcast host for How She Did That Podcast, which has been around for five years this year. Crazy sauce. And I am just loving all of it. My highlight this year has definitely been the fact that I hosted my first conference, which was Agency Live. It was so super fun. My team got to fly in to support. My husband took days off to support as well, which has been absolutely fantastic. You can find me at TashaBooth.com. I hang out on Instagram way too much at the Tasha Booth. And my podcast, of course, is how she did that. Hello, I'm Melissa Froelich. I am so excited to be back here again, joining such a powerful group of women. I am a business alignment strategist and coach, and I really focus on helping female founders create a business that supports their lifestyle. So very strengths-led, values-based approach. So that's my passion. I do that with private coaching, consulting, and group programs. One place that you can find me is on Instagram. I spend a lot of time on there, especially in stories. It's really where I'm able to be present in this season of my life, being a mom of an almost six-year-old. So it allows me to jump in and jump out. So feel free to connect with me there. It really is me in the DMs. One thing that really stood out to me this year as a highlight was just wrapping up just last week. I'm still on a high, but hosting a retreat that was beyond my wildest dreams. We had eight women who came in from all over the world and I hosted it right here in Destin, Florida. And it was just the icing on the cake for this year. So it's got me lit up about what's coming for next year and just really seeing so many women pour into themselves and support one another, which is what we're going to do today. So thanks for having me. Hey guys, my name is Michaela Flynn and I run the Live Free Academy where I help moms start freelancing businesses so they can ditch their day jobs and have more time to spend with their families. The best place to find me is Instagram. I hang out there way too much too. (laughs) I'm at Michaela.Quinn over there, very active in the DM. So shoot me a message. And then the highlight of my year has definitely been cutting back my working hours. So this past September, I have four kids, the three olders, like life is just going way too freaking fast. So I made time during the day while we have our nanny to add in one-on-one time with each of the three older kiddos. So Tuesday mornings, I go to dance with my three-year-old. Wednesdays, I go to mass with my eight-year-old. And then Thursdays, I end my workday at 1130 and pick my five-year-old up from preschool and we do mommy Tommy time before he goes off to kindergarten next year. So that's been the highlight. And not only like in doing that since September, we haven't seen a dip in revenue at all or student results. So it's just been such a great shift for me for the next hopefully couple of years. Hey, hey, y'all. I'm Jordan Gill and I run System Saved Me, have been for a little over seven years. And what I specialize in and offer are a few things. I play and dabble, but I specialize around VIP days. So being able to provide immense value in a single day within 24 hours. And I also talk a lot about collaboration and business and how you can really grow and have a robust business with referral partners and joint ventures and simple things like list swaps and guest podcasting. So those are the things that I specialize and am known for. I generally do work with service providers, about 70%, uh, about 30% are coaches, course creators, et cetera. 
One place that you can find me is Instagram. It is still my jam. I love being over there. It's just at systems saved me. And that's plural systems, not because not just one system can save you. And then the highlight of my 2023 was honestly this like homecoming that I'm having right now, where like I started my business and I kept it real simple. I worked three days a week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I had one VIP day a week, two days for sales and marketing. And I was able to heal and focus on my family and whatnot during that period. And in this literally very recent moment, I am going back to that. It feels really good. So that honestly is the highlight because I did some awesome, amazing, really big things in the past couple of years with my Done in a Day program, having 600 plus students and having several team members. And it stretched me and challenged me in many, many ways. And in this season that I'm in right now, I'm just craving this like very nostalgic homecoming. That's what I'm kind of calling it. And I just think that what's so cool about being an entrepreneur is you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. So that that definitely is the highlight of my year. The HubSpot Podcast Network has brought even more shows into my podcast feed. And one of those that I want to share with you guys is This Old Marketing. It's a show that's hosted by Joe Polizzi and Robert Rose. I've been listening to them because they are experts in content marketing, and that's always an area that I want to get better at as a business owner. And then I also want to know more about so that I can educate you operators. Here recently, they've been talking a whole lot about AI, and as you know, it's not going anywhere, and they bring an educational and an entertaining way of teaching me all about what is happening in the marketing space. So I hope you guys will listen to This Old Marketing wherever you get your podcast. Alrighty, guys, let's dive in to some good questions. As we look forward to 2024, I, I think all of us here are really encouraged and motivated with what lies ahead. I think 2023 was kind of a repair, get reorganized, get rerouted, as you heard in episode 230 or the one before this one. You heard us talking about kind of what we did to navigate this new season of business in 2023. 2024 looks really good. I'm not saying it's going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. I think that we did so much work. We, as a community of service providers and business leaders, did a lot of work in 2023 to get us on a firmer foundation foundation for what business really looks like. I've been saying this for a couple of years, like that high of 2020 and 2021 that a lot of us, you know, got the opportunity to experience was not real business, right? Real business is making things work, being agile and innovating and, you know, getting that deeper sense of what encourages you to stay in the game, which is what we talked about in our last episode. But today on this podcast, I want to talk about the strategies. I want to get inside of these amazing women's head and understand where they're thinking, where, where they are going in 2024. And it's my hope that you're going to walk away with some new ideas, just some critical thinking points for you to tuck away and to start doing some work on so that you can grow and expand alongside us in this upcoming year. I love a new year. I love a new planner. 
I love setting up, you know, new systems and I'm always encouraged and excited during this time of year. And I think that this conversation is going to be a real blessing for all of us. So let's dive in with Lauren. Going forward, the market is going to demand what from service providers? What do you think as we look forward here in 2024, what do you think that the market's going to want our service providers to bring them? Yep. Going forward, the market is demanding personalized experiences from service providers. I mentioned in part one, I think one of the biggest challenges is finding and also maintaining clients. You know, with this hard economic times, a lot of people have been let go from clients they've been with who are reevaluating their own businesses and maybe scaling back or reducing team and not being a commodity, you know, just a virtual assistant where there's a lot of virtual assistants. And I think the way to do this first and foremost, is to get a tangible return on your investment. If you know that you can attach revenue to the services that you are providing to an entrepreneur, you're going to have a lot more job security. But I think above and beyond that, what people are starting to expect as a personalized experience. So for freelancers, I actually believe that this starts before you even start working with a client. I think it comes through your marketing and your networking. I think your onboarding experience needs to be looked at. You know, are you just going through the motions and getting the work done? Or are you really customizing things to provide an outstanding experience? And how are you communicating your unique process through working with the clients that you serve, regardless of your niche? In my own business, what this has looked like, because it's already something we started implementing this year as a response to a difficult 2022 for a variety of reasons, I mentioned moving away from courses. I think the e-learning space has exploded. It will continue to explode. There's information everywhere. Not all of it's good information. And I know that mine works and it's proven, but courses are very hands-off. And so something that worked really great in 2017 to 2020 and sold really well, now people are wanting more of that personalized attention. So I moved into a membership model, which is still a scalable model for me as a business owner, but it involves a lot more of a human component. It's very high touch. It's very relationship driven. It's why I started focusing on events. I knew that I was having another Free Mama Live. That's something I've done for years. It's been a big event that we've held. We did virtual one year in 2020 because of the pandemic, but it's something that I've held in person. However, this year, big events, are a big liability. And for any of you who have had a big event, you know that it is a massive financial burden. You are carrying that. And and I'm also speaking to the quality of the event that I produce. It's a very high quality, high production event. Jordan has spoken at my event. She's seen my events before. And it's a lot to take on as a business owner. And so it was actually back in February, March of this year that I realized I want to keep doing events. It is the most fulfilling thing that I do is getting to be with my humans in real life. But if I keep producing an event of this size, I'm going to have a heart attack and die. Like it was so much, I wasn't sleeping. It was just tons of anxiety. And so I stepped back and I'm like, how do I continue this personalized experience that is so fulfilling, but how do I do it in a way that's not going to literally kill me? And so I came up with this retreat model, which is something I had also been doing for years, but it was wrapped up into a high ticket program that people just got if they were in that program. And I separated it and I made it its own offer. It is so high touch, 
so high value. I'm in and out in three days. So it's not a huge time suck from my family. I get to go really cool places and just make these women feel outstanding. And I priced it in a way that it is extremely profitable. So I'm getting that personalized experience for people, but it's also something that's working for my business, but also for my soul. One other thing that I shared with you guys is that I moved back to one-on-one coaching, which is something I had not done in 2019. I had all of my mentors telling me, you can't scale this. Like you've got to figure something else out, do these masterminds, do all this stuff. And like a lot of ladies mentioned, and part one of this series is like, everybody's kind of coming home. Everybody's doing that gut check of like, what feels good to me? What do I want to do? I know you guys can't see me, you guys recording this can see me. My family rented our house this year and we live in an RV. We are traveling full-time. We have been to almost 30 national parks. We're banana pants. And I knew that this was not my year of mass impact of my mission, me personally. But I thought, hey, if I can help women who are scaling their business with a very personalized approach through one-on-one coaching, then the ripple effects of that impact that I want to make on the world are still happening. And again, high ticket, high profit margin. It's my time, but I've used my information from the last eight years of business to know what my boundaries are and know what really is going to serve me moving forward to respect myself and my own goals, but also this very personalized, very high touch experience for my clients. So I think whatever type of service provider you are, that is what the market is going to demand from you in 2024. And it doesn't have to be self-sacrificing. You can provide these experiences without killing yourself. I work very part-time hours and I am really enjoying my year this year. Finally, it took a while. We had to shuffle into it, but we're going out with a bang and we're going to start 2024 the same way. Awesome. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, I think that people, you're right. People are expecting flawless experiences and interactions. And honestly, that's from our certification perspective. I mean, to continue to stay in the game, to be on a 21st or upcoming 22nd round of the same exact product it's because we have continued to invest in the experience. It's not the content. Yes, we update and keep that relevant, but the greatest thing that people that helps people to get results, which is what they're, I mean, yes, the online course industry is vast and it's expected to grow by 28% again. And that is after growing 200 plus percent in the last two years. So the market's not going anywhere from an online course perspective, but people want results. Someone just said the other day, I don't care if you're selling a $47 product or a $10,047 product. People are still wanting to get those results. And I believe that personalized experience is the way that you know people are staying in the game and getting the results that we all want to get people. Yeah. And if I may, Natalie, really quickly, they do want results. A return on investment is the best way to have that job security. But I'm finding that people also really need you to hold the space to be seen and heard as well. People are wanting that at all levels. They want you to hold that space for them. They want to feel seen and heard and understood in addition to getting the results. Absolutely. Yes. Michaela. Okay. Did you just say the online e-learning community is expected to grow again another what percent? 28. 28%. Okay, guys, online course creators are going, there's more and more and more just in this online industry, more and more opportunities that are coming for clients. So if you ever find yourself thinking the market is saturated, 
snap back, write down this episode and come back and listen to this again, because there's always going to be more and more clients needing your help and what those clients are demanding from their service providers, from their team, from freelancers, from contractors right now is results, but also understanding the whole picture of how the service that you offer impacts the business. If you offer social media management, you can't just be focused on, well, you got this many likes and views on your reel. You could, but if you're wanting to have that longer lasting, long-term relationship with your clients, job security with your clients, if you can look at how the social media piece is feeding the funnel or how that, that business is making money and can track that and track the return on the social media work that you're doing, that's what you have to do. And if you see that we're getting great results on... This is just a social media management example. We're getting great results on social media and it's leading to people opting in, but I'm tracking your sales and it's not increasing. So something's going on there. We need to dive in and look at that. That is out of probably your scope as social media manager, but being proactive and being able to spot those trends for your clients is huge. That's something that happened in my business kind of in this past year. We were getting great conversations, great engagement on social media, so many leads and opt-ins and conversions weren't what it was supposed to be. So my team, we were all kind of talking and brought this together and we had to switch up what was happening once we brought in leads. And the team that I work with, we've worked together for, gosh, some of them five, six years now, them being able to see the whole picture and not just be in the silo of this is my job. This is what I do for you. Back when I remember I was getting started, it, it used to be that, well, you can bring the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. You can't have that attitude with the service that you're offering and how it relates to your clients. So I think results, understanding the whole picture, being proactive with what's happening with the work that you're doing for your clients is going to carry the service providers through 2020. Oh man, I, I want to just add here that what you're saying to me is a lot of us show up and we don't sell strategy. We're selling a different kind of deliverable, but in the end, you're giving strategy. And I want you to really, really look at what you are getting. If you're asking the questions that Michaela just mentioned, like, okay, so yeah, our numbers are going up. Why are they going up? What is that leading to? Like showing that you're coming with strategy. I think women as a whole, which is another whole episode, but women as a whole hide behind the doing of things, right? We are bringing so much weight and strategy and direction to businesses as service providers that we don't give ourselves enough credit. And when you are hiding behind that, you're not charging for the greatest gift that you are bringing to businesses, which is that strategic point there. So yes, Michaela, all day long, if you're bringing strategy, make sure that you're including that in your deliverable. Something else that kind of hit me whenever you were talking is, uh, you didn't say this exactly, but it's what came to my mind. And this is an opportunity I want all of you guys to take home today. Buyers, your clients businesses, I don't care what size they are, what they're doing, what industry, money is tight. If they are looking for you, they're going to want to know what you do. And I'll use Michaela's example of a social media manager or being a business strategist or being a content producer. I don't care what title you put in there. What does that mean to me? 
what deliverables do you bring me as a social media manager? And I think that gone are the days of just being able to put some cool title out there, like I'm a copywriter. Okay. Or whatever that may be, right? I'm a systems specialist. I see that a lot in my world. What the heck? People don't even know how to define a system. Is that a technology? Is that a software? Is that a one, two, three? Like people don't know this, right? And especially when we're seeing a big opportunity to serve in your local businesses, they may not be familiar with the terminology that you and I have been learning, you know, as we've been developing. So one thing that I just wanted to add on top of what Michaela said is just be very, very clear in what you deliver. You all have a package and an offer. And what is it that the person gets from this? What is the actual tangible deliverable? And you want to know this because going back to what Lauren said, you want to know what that is so that you can start to extrapolate what your return on investment is going to be. Now, this is a full-on business coaching seminar, and I'll stop this right now, but know what it is, know the benefits that you provide, know how you provide the service. And I would say the greatest tip here is if you've got a flow of what you provide, put it in a visual so that different types of learners and buyers on the other end can start to see how they could take advantage of this. You're also showing your value in the multiple steps. Your IP lies in how you're delivering that service. And I'll cool my jets here. All right, Tasha, what do you have? Oh, I love everything that you said. (laughs) So I wrote down three words, excellence, specialization, and relevance. I think excellence has always been a need, but especially in the online space, it's so easy to get into the industry that sometimes excellence is lacking and mediocrity is unacceptable, has always been unacceptable in my opinion, but especially now, if you are mediocre with not just the services that you're providing, but also messaging and getting in front of people, it's not going to work, right? Your business is not going to be sustainable. You have to be talking to people all day, every day ad nauseum about who you are, what you do, who you serve and how you can support them and asking for the sale. I think that's something that I came back to this year. I always now have a goal of like this month, I am going to talk to a hundred people. I'm going to be either on discovery calls or I'm going to be sending DMs or I'm going to be sending emails or something. And knowing that even now at the point where I am in business, that is still vitally important. That's going to be important for your business, but also so that you can get in front of the right people and offer the services that you need to offer. Specialization, I already mentioned the specialization piece, but I think the more that you specialize, the better that you will get and the more of a strategic partner, like Natalie was saying, you can become for those businesses. And strategic partners are the last people that people lay off or let go because they know that they need them in the room in order to be able to continue making money. And then relevance. How do you stay relevant within the market? One of the things that we did earlier this year with the Launch Guild is we started seeing the trend in terms of our clients. We used to work with our clients for eight weeks right, on their launch. And we started seeing that buyers needed more of a launch runway on the front end to be able to say yes to making that buying decision. And our clients weren't doing the work on their own to support that front end of getting more people into their pipeline and then nurturing them before their launch happened. 
happened. And so we added that on to our launch package. We now have a 12-week launch package. So we can spend those first four weeks getting together a launch-specific opt-in for our clients and then helping them get that out into the world, right? So looking at what are the needs of your buyers currently, not a year ago, but right now in this moment, and how can you support those places? It might give you more opportunity for more dollars in your pocket as well as a better experience. Because one thing I want to say that maybe a little bit different from everybody else is like on the results piece. I think we have to be careful with that word results and make sure that we're not owning more than is ours to own. I believe in that, especially because of being in the launch space. A lot of people will be like, well, how much money am I going to make off of this launch? And I'm like, I have literally no idea. Like we have a projection spreadsheet and everything and calculations based off list size and everything. But so much of the successful launch is what they've done before, is what they've done during, is how they show up. And so I make sure that we're clear on our responsibility in terms of we will do everything we promise to do, but so much of it is still your responsibility. Don't take on more than is your responsibility in terms of results driven, but at the same time, be responsible and show up for the thing that you're supposed to show up for. I love that reminder, Tasha. That is super strong. And I think that that gets into my world of scope creep, which I talk a whole lot about. And so owning what is yours and then knowing that we just had a thread in one of our private Facebook groups someone was, you know, navigating a a complicated situation. And it's like, wait, you can't want this more than your leader. You can't want this more than your client, right? You can have the said results and you can agree on these results, but, you know, be clear in what you own. And also, you know, there's always a partnership in results. So thank you for that reminder. Alrighty. So services are a plenty. All of us work a little bit differently and our our students and our peers all work in different sides of the business and there's still growth happening in services. I think we talked about this in our last episode, but I can assure you that the area of opportunity that is staying at least consistent, if not higher and giving more opportunity is in the world of service providership. So we are all employable, getting out there and how you're going to do that may be different and it may be, you know, this season may be requiring you to look at this a little bit different. But I wanted to ask Emily, Michaela, and Lauren, what kind of services are needed more today than were needed a couple of years ago? So I'll start with you, Emily. Oh, goody. I'm glad I get to go first. (laughs) So I come from the marketing space. And of course, we are seeing this whole change with AI where our clients are able to be on so many more platforms and the non-writers are able to show up in a new way with all these AI tools. So I am seeing a lot of job opportunities when it comes to content management and content repurposing. And this goes kind of beyond just someone who's like plugging and playing, like the social media assistant who's just scheduling because all of that can start to be automated. So we're really needing this person to step up being a you know messaging queen, really understanding their business, what Michaela said about understanding the marketing ecosystem and how it fills in. It's not just posting to post. And with content management, there's so many opportunities for you to do something you love, which is the beautiful thing. But we're seeing more requests for blogging, people who didn't have the capacity to do that earlier. They're more motivated to show up on Google and they're looking for SEO specialists. And then video, I mean, video is king right now. There are so many overseas services that can help chop up videos. There's AI tools that can do that. But what we still need is that masterful messaging marketer who understands storytelling, who understands 
understands the business. I have had people reach out and, you know, cold DM me and I'm like, I'll write you an ad and I'll do videos for you, but they don't get my business. And I've tested them out because I do like to mess with people and see what they'll do. And no, like it all falls short. And so what we need, what Tasha was talking about is that strategic partner in whatever role that is, who really understands the business. So clients are drowning. They're trying to keep up with the Joneses. They're trying to be on all the platforms. I like being omnipresent. I know it's not everyone's style, but I think that there's just so much work there. And for somebody like me, I have come from a journalism background. Like I love that stuff. I love creating content. I love writing. AI just makes it faster. It doesn't do the work for me. It speeds up my ideation. And I just want to make sure that I disclose to my clients when I'm using it and that I'm honest about it. But also... You can't be mediocre and just spit out what AI does. You know, you know when they do a social post, you see like the emoji at the end of every sentence. You're like, I know ChatGPT did that. Sorry. Like, don't go in there, take the time to fix it. I think we all know that. But on the just to continue a little bit more, this whole marketing tracking stuff that you know Lauren was mentioning in the chat, UTMs, making sure you're tracking the effectiveness of your work so you can show up edging into the strategy part, seeing those patterns, knowing what works. You can help your clients watch their money, where they're spending it, which channels are bringing in actual buyers. And UTMs, you know, Google did a big change this year. It's even better than ever with the analytics. So really tapping into all of that. My big lesson is that clients want the general. They want the leader. I'm going to make military terms here. They want someone who will show up you know, taking initiative, being proactive and seeing it through to completion, tracking month over month data and coming with ideas. We're over the stage of just wanting the soldier who's just taking the orders and waiting for what to do. So can't wait to see what the others say too. Michaela? I love that. I mean, as a business owner, as online course creator content, if someone could just sit down and tell me, I would do five posts. I would have five pieces of content going out on Instagram if... Well, I had more of the budget, I guess, too. But if someone was sitting there and saying, this is your reel, I don't want a reels trend of like, this is, these are some ideas you could do. No, I want someone to come in and say, this is reel number one, reel number two, reel number three, reel number four, reel number five. This is what you need to say. This is what you need to be doing. Record these five clips, send it back to me, and I'll make everything else happen. That would be amazing. So I think, yes, Emily, that is huge. The content piece is just growing in importance and need and businesses outsourcing that piece. With that, I'm also seeing some new opportunities in tech, especially with mini chat and the mini chat funnels and automating opt-ins and list building through that. That is something that has been really, really huge for me. And I think there's a lot of businesses that are going to be wanting to diving into that. I enrolled in a program to teach me how to do it not everyone ha- is going to have the time or want to spend the time and energy to learn it. Stretched my brain in so many ways, but I'm glad I did it. So I think there's huge opportunity there. And then I know we talk a lot about specialization and I think specialization is huge, but with the growth of tech and AI, there is always still going to be a need for general admin services. So my people that are coming here and are some of you are super pumped to take your business to the next level absolutely go on and specialize. But those of you that are here kind of still like dipping your toes, is this what you want to do? Is this for you? You don't have to start out specializing. You can start out as general and businesses are always going to still need be needing that admin support. When I'm looking at, you know, if 
we have to make budget cuts or let go of people or trim expenses somewhere. It is never going to be my admin support person. Like that is something I will never, ever take back because I'm not good at small details. So that's my soapbox on specialization. It's so huge, but also there's still going to be a huge need for general VA services. Absolutely. And again, another hour long podcast awaits, <laughs> but the the importance of implementation, which is that admin support, that's where, you know, the tasks get done. That is always the number one place where people are going to go inside of their business. And I'm with you, Michaela. I do see every single detail to a, a complete fault, but I still want that support because I love having an extra set of hands, the ability mm-hmm. for me to be able to expand and to focus on what I can truly be a driver in, it wouldn't happen if I didn't have the support from the admin and ops team. So very good insights. I'm so excited for you guys to to share all of this. Lauren, give us your thoughts. Sure. I'm going to sort of echo Emily's sentiment is where my mind went first. But before that, snaps for Michaela. People who own their lane confidently will stay on my team. That is the easing of the burden of being the entrepreneur. So when it doesn't feel like I'm outsourcing, like it's this like transactional back and forth, but it's like, I've got this, here's what to do. That's what makes my life easier. Those people will always be needed. So I just wanted to, yes to that, but I prepared anything embracing technology. It's here, it's around us, the robots are here. Hopefully they're not taking over, but they will make your life easier. And the way I use ChatGPT myself and my business is to get me from like zero to 70. And it's not doing it on its own. I have to feed it everything I want to do, all the stories, all the stuff, but it's gonna get me to 70. And then I'm gonna take it that last, you know, quarter mile down the stretch. And it's gonna be awesome. And something that would have taken me four hours is gonna take me 45 minutes. I use ChatGPT every day of my life big fan. So I think that all service providers need to embrace this technology and not be afraid of it and not be threatened by it. You know, I have lots of copywriters who are like, hump, hump. I'm like, are you kidding? Me? Like you're doing a huge disservice by not also utilizing this technology. So when I look at, you know, what's the biggest need coming down the pike, I look at like, who are the people I'm reaching out to, to come train in my membership? Like, what are the things that people want? Who are the speakers that everybody's showing up for? We had somebody come do a chat GPT branding training. So how to brand a thread within your chat GPT to understand your voice, your audience, the pain points, your offers. You can do this per client. Make sure you open a new thread every time you do it. That was so in demand. I had someone come in and teach self-publishing books on Amazon using KDP. There is just so much utilizing technology that makes things a low-hanging fruit. I have people in my community, freelancers, VAs, social media managers, copywriters, who are now published authors and they did it all themselves and they did it in like a week. You know, these are just things that people are fulfilling dreams. They're fulfilling hobbies. They're adding, you know, the check marks to their resume of like, I was able to get this best selling thing and I didn't have to go find a traditional publisher or make it take all of this time. So I think rather than running from these tools, I'm like, Emily, like, how do we use it? How do we leverage it? Not to do the work for us because it's not going to replace the human touch, that interaction that I think is going to be key moving forward. But how do we use it to make us better and faster? 
at the tasks that we are doing and use chat GPT like a strategic relationship. I always joke with people in my arm. I talk to chat like it's my friend. First name basis. I tell it thank you all the time. I never take its first value at anything. I'm always going back and I'm like, I'm pretty sure we could do better than this. I'm going to need to hear it in this voice and all this stuff. And so I think any industry, any niche that's willing to embrace technology moving forward is going to win because if you're not willing to look at it, you are going to be left behind moving forward because it's being integrated into every platform that we utilize, you know, whether it's Canva or Google or whatever it is, it's there. And so play with it, have fun, use it as a partner, but don't be lazy and think it's going to do your work for you. It's just not. So the... (laughs) The chat GPT result that comes up all the time, in addition to the emoji at at the end of every sentence, is unlock. Anything that starts with unlock, I'm like, get out of chat GPT. So (laughs) you can train it not to say that. I have. I can't stand it. Learn to work with your robots. They're here for you. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, unlock it. It drives me bananas. My perspective on you know, opportunities that we have as service providers moving forward. I kind of separated it into marketing and operations roles because I think we all have specialties in one of those two things. From an operations perspective, I think really showing up, showing off your financial acumen, the ability to be able to read. If you don't know how to do this, you don't need to go to business school. You do not need to go get a a bookkeeping certification. You do not need to be, you know, a CPA, understand how to read and interpret a profit and loss sheet. You need to do it for your own business, right? So get comfortable with that. Actually use AI to help teach you how, by the way, this is completely emerging from a trends perspective, but we'll tackle that differently or offline. But that is a huge opportunity. If it's something that you already include in your bag of tricks, but you don't, or your offer, sorry, (laughs) but you don't showcase that and talk about it, you need to start with businesses being very attuned into what kind of profit is existing inside of their business. You want to add, you know, insert yourself into that conversation, start talking about financials. And that comes down to you being comfortable with reading the reports. I'm not telling you to go figure out how to, you know, enter stuff into QuickBooks or anything like that. I'm talking about the reports that you receive from your bookkeeper community. Get those reports and know how you insert yourself into that report. The other thing that was slightly mentioned is a strategy, right? From an operational perspective, bringing in an operational strategy for a business today is 100% what business owners are needing for them to trust themselves. If you listen back to the last episode, we talked about us as service providers trusting ourselves. It doesn't stop there. This is something that is happening across everybody, my husband in corporate. I could have the exact same conversation about trusting himself and his career or his leaders trusting themselves or the, you know, this large, huge, you know, 45,000 employee company, it trusting itself. Everyone needs a strategy and moving forward. So if you have the muscle to be able to flex and show up with strategy, don't hide behind it. And then from the marketing perspective, we talked about copy, we talked about content. That is, it's a very, very big piece of the game you know, all of our ladies have talked about that today. Copy content, the quality messaging is really important in a, you know, in a market where they're really going to dig deep before they say yes. Having the messaging nailed in and dialed in is very important. One thing that we haven't talked about is SEO. 
ads aren't working. Ads are very challenging. Ads are very expensive. And guess what? For the first time in a long, long, long time, there's no guru on the market that is saying, hey, this is exactly how you're going to do this. You know what? You want to move to this platform and this platform? Guess what? It's a huge question mark. The impacts of Google and Apple this year over the last couple of years leading up to the changes that have taken place this year have left us without an actual answer or a path to be able to follow. I am really hopeful that I've got some people smarter than me around me that are diving into this to helping us to get clear. At this point, it is not clear and we do not have a path. Going back to our roots, another thing that we have touched on is SEO. When I came into this game eight years ago, SEO was everything because blogging was everything. Video wasn't as big. Audio wasn't as big. SEO was everything. I'm going to tell you with our friends at Google that do rule the world, like it or not, your SEO matters and it matters on everything. It matters on the audio, the video. It matters on anything written. It matters on your website. SEO really does make a big comeback this year. And so those friends on the marketing side who have that specialty or want to grow in a specialty, I see this as being a huge competitive advantage for your services moving forward. And let's wrap up this episode with another great question that I can't wait to hear y'all's responses. So Melissa, Emily, and Jordan, in that order, if you can share a tip that's going to help our listeners today, service providers, to uplevel themselves as we look forward in 2024. Melissa, we'll start with you. So excited for this one. Melissa here. I didn't mention this earlier. For those of you that don't know me, I started out in the online space as a service provider and I've transitioned into the consulting and coaching side of things, but I absolutely get what you do on every level. So if I had to choose one thing, which is so hard in terms of what you can do to up level, which is my favorite thing, that was one of the first pieces of feedback that I got in a group coaching program when I hosted it was you help us see how to up level ourselves. And so that has stuck with me for so, so long. And I'm really passionate about helping the individual person up-level themselves in a way that makes sense for their trajectory forward. So if I could choose one thing, it would be dig into awareness tools. And what I mean by this, and so some of you, this is going to be free 99 to do this, go back and look at all of the assessments you've taken, whether it's the Colby or the Enneagram or the DISC or Strengths Finder. Like, I don't care what it is, but go back and look at that data. Learn more about who you are as an individual. Why? This is going to give you confidence. We have talked so much on this podcast about marketing and showing up and individual support and really shining, right? Setting yourself apart. We can't just like give ourselves a title and hope that people are going to know what we do. We have to have them be able to connect with us. And one of the greatest ways for someone to connect with you is to understand what sets you apart. And what sets you apart is often rooted in who you are. So look at data because if you're an operator, you're listening to this, you love tangible material. And when it is written, somebody could have told you a million times. I know this happened to me. Like people would tell me over and over, like, I love having access to your brain. I love the strategy that you bring to the table, but I refuse to see myself for years as a consultant, a strategic consultant, guess what? It's like literally written in my Colby. And I remember the day that I read that and it was like, oh yeah, I guess I am this. <laughs> so 
I'm telling you that there's going to be some type of gold that you're going to mine out of this data and have fun with it. Don't let it define you. That's the biggest thing I want to say as somebody who is a trained mindset coach. I'm also a trained human design coach. That is not meant to define you. It's meant to bring awareness and spark curiosity so that you can get more confident in linking it to the things that you inherently like to do and also the things that you don't. So you can give that up and pivot like so many of these wonderful ladies shared giving yourself that permission to go away from something that's no longer aligned. So lean into learning more about yourself because it will pay huge dividends. Okay. I love that. I'm kind of chuckling because I have a strengths awareness thing in my course in the Unicorn Digital Marketing Assistance School. I did that as an early enrollment bonus so they can go through that and then use that in their discovery calls, use that in their their brag folder, their smile folder to build up their confidence before they talk about themselves. So thanks for sharing that. I struggled with how to answer this. And by the way, it's Emily. There's a couple things that I want to say, but I keep thinking about this lady I saw on Instagram yesterday. She said, you know, she's hitting a revenue goal and she's like, and I have 35 clients. And I'm like, oh my God, like, no, 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 no. And I know as service providers, it's really easy to fall into that part where we're over-delivering we are people pleasing. We are chasing the revenue numbers that we see our sister service providers doing. We're stuck in the comparison trap. And I'm just thinking about like, what would I say to her? And I think I would talk to her about boundaries and really doing what our own clients are doing, looking at our own offers, looking at where we're spending our time. Are we actually profitable? Where is our energy aligned? Because that just seems like too much and not the business of our dreams where we want the freedom and flexibility that all of us talk about to be able to drive our kids and go to sports and pursue our passions of pole dancing and whatnot. So I really think about that. And I think it's too easy for us to neglect our own numbers, our own business as we're serving our clients. And I just want to encourage everyone listening to schedule that cliche CEO day, like do that, face your numbers, look at your offers, rework it and make it the lifestyle you actually want. And it's going to take some hard math. It's going to take being a grown-up business owner, going backwards a little bit. And it's also going to take time to get there. You don't just start with the 20K months. You get there by doing exceptional service. So I kind of tied it all in there, but please don't have 35 clients. Like get your dream clients and make it work for the lifestyle you want. Amen to that. It snaps all around. Uh, this is Jordan, and I want to share an exercise that, like, I don't know if anybody else likes to do this, but I find it extremely helpful in positioning and overcoming objections. So it's very tactical. And it is around taking each piece of your service or your program or membership or whatever it is that you have and literally dissecting each part and tying it to an objection or hesitation that they have. And I will list, you know, when I was in done in a day, and I should have collected this all in one Google Doc because I could have shown people how many objections and hesitations I knew how to overcome and became a master at it. It's just, you have to think through like, and somebody said it earlier about simplifying your offers. You have to think about each part of your service and how it's overcoming an objection or hesitation that someone's having. And if you don't think it's overcoming an objection or hesitation, then I encourage you to dive deeper into that and wonder if it's necessary. And so this was, I think it was Alex Hermosi's book, actually, but I don't remember which one. 
he said, yeah, to dissect and go through and figure out the hesitations and objections because, yeah, thank you, Lauren. It was a million dollar offers. That helps me tremendously to show up to my sales calls more confidently, to know how to sell, know what my offer and my actual service needs to be and get rid of everything. Like one of the offers that I'm doing in 2024 is this collab concierge where I do a 90 minute intensive and then I secure two collabs a week for people. That's it. It literally is 2K for the first month and 1250 for each month consecutively after that. Very simple very straightforward. Could I have stuffed meetings in there and all this mayhem? Sure. But it's selling the way that it is because I know exactly what people are wanting. I'm not telling them how many people I'm reaching out to in order to secure the two. They don't care. They do not care. They care that I update them every other week on how it's going. And then they want to know that there's two collabs that are secured. So truly really refining what it is that you're doing, doing the hesitations and objections and making sure that you're not just overstuffing your offers to justify the price or to make yourself feel better. (laughs) That's my tip. Yes. I will add here that when I look at helping service providers to up-level themselves, I think that that up-level word has been a word that's been a little overused. I, I use it all the time because it's genuinely deeply what motivates me to be a strong mentor for everyone around me, whether it be, you know, people I've never met, clients that are coming, prospects that are coming, my two kids inside of this own house. Like my job on this planet is to be a mentor and that's where I feel the most comfortable. But I want to tell and remind you guys as we're wrapping up today that all of us are looking to become our next best self. That is what is most important for you as we continue to evolve regardless of what's happening around us. I hope that that always stays as the main motivator for you to continue to do your best work with the best people and shining your own light. But what I used to believe is that I had to see a vision for myself 10 years down the road. Heck, give myself a break. Five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Tasha mentioned this on last week's episode. I kind of get emotional just thinking about this from my own perspective this year. And so I have coached myself through this many times. It is not who Natalie is going to be at 58 years old anymore, right? That used to be what I expected of myself. And I used to want to bury myself in a cave in a hotel room and go to a beautiful resort to be able to come up with this grandiose vision of what success looked like for me in 10 years from now. Now I'm getting older and so 58 sounds scary as hell, but I don't care about Natalie at 58 because I want to get to 50 right? I want to get to 50, happy, whole, fulfilled, and whatever that means. So I've taken the pressure off and it's okay to have those big thoughts of how I want to retire, right? I can't take those away from me. And that thought pops up sometimes, but for me at this moment in time, it's really understanding what I want out of myself, my team, this brand, my family, my marriage in the next couple of years. I don't have to be this big time visionary who has all my ish together because that's never worked, by the way. But I won't take away the desire to cast the vision. I'm just saying that the vision doesn't have to be a 10-year vision. If you feel best with a one-year vision, get that on paper. And I mean on physical paper, not in your head. I want you to put it into a physical document to where you can start talking about it. Because when you talk about it, you believe it. 
I also think that we are in the land of being realistic. When I'm throwing out a 10-year vision, I'm saying I want my business to be a $10 million business. And I'll just speak very transparently for me. Me getting back to a million-dollar business may be possible in two years. So why am I going to cloud? Basically, I feel like I was starting to judge myself for not getting far enough fast when things are completely different. And I feel like this came down to setting a vision that was, you know, that was really big and untouchable. I'm all for dreaming and I definitely don't want to take that away from us. I just think that, you know, that two year, that anywhere from 18 months to five year, whatever feels comfortable for you, we're all dreamers in different capacities. The more visionary that you have inside of your body, the further you're going to be able to see. I lack that immensely. So, you know, taking that pressure away and really casting a two-year vision for what everything, not just my business, my brand, the way I show up, what my family looks like, et cetera, in that two years feels like I'm able to make a more solid plan and be able to fulfill myself in the planning and the delivery of that. So as I think about up-leveling myself and all the women that I am supporting in their journey to become their next best self, it's take the pressure off. It's take the pressure off of being this $10 jillion business and having 78 employees and whatever that looked like for you. What does it really look like for you to be fulfilled and happy and whole in 24 months from now? What I'm hearing more and more is it's probably not a dollar bill. Yes, it's a big deal. I know that that's a big part of why we show up. And it is everything in business. But the number of dollar bills I am seeing across the board aren't mattering as much. It comes down to that deep-rooted fulfillment and satiation and showing up and doing what you're called to do. So yeah, that felt very, very pulpit-like, <laughs> but... Coming back to what you're here on this planet to do, delivering it, believing in it, and I will repeat it over and over, write your two-year vision down. If that's the takeaway from this, write your two-year vision down. Start having conversations with your partner, your family, your friends. Start talking about this to your mastermind, to the people that you voxer, to your clients. I don't care. Start talking about it. When you talk about it, you believe it. And believing it creates action towards that strategy, which is the vision that you've casted for yourself. So Yes, Natalie can exit here, stage left. But (laughs) thank you all so much for hanging with us today and listening for the last couple of weeks on what we felt like was reality in 2023 and what we're excited about for us and for you as we move forward in a brand new year. Another opportunity exists for us to do our best work and to be our best self. And I'm super, super grateful that all of us are able to come together to cast that vision together because here, even myself have walked away with new ideas. I'm kind of brewing on something. I can't wait to get on Voxer and talk to my team and some of the ladies here because of how you ladies have showed up and have shown your heart, been very transparent. And, you know, it's always encouraging to be in a community. And I can't say, you know, that this has always been the case. My days in corporate felt very isolated being a female, a young female at that point in a leadership role, it was pretty darn quiet around my office and being able to share space with a bunch of powerhouse women who have the same fire in them, who 
also honestly deal with the same struggles that a lot of us, you know, will overcome in our businesses. It's just such an honor to be in company with you ladies. And thank y'all for taking the time to be here today. As a listener, thank you for showing up every single week. Definitely go back and follow, subscribe, and stay in touch with all of the women that we have here on this podcast. I hope you guys have a prosperous 2024. I go back and listen to these episodes like now from the last year to see what our antennas were right on and where we were like, oops, we got that wrong. But, you know, take a listen to the podcast from last year. And most of all, I wish you just an amazing 2024, a year of ease and prosperity, realistic prosperity and being your next best self. When it comes down to it, I think we live our greatest legacies when we are fulfilling that need to be our our next best self. So have a fantastic year and you will hear from us next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.